You're listening to the Carverline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paul Hajamis. And Paul, I think, I think we finally hit the big time. I mean, we've joked about hitting the big time before, but I feel like our comments about hitting, beating a dead horse. I am wi- going to take credit for our listening audience being right? that big. Awakened PETA. That we, <laughs> we have struck a nerve. Because Which, that's not animal-related. No. <laughs> well, see, if you don't know what Paul's talking about yet. All right. So, PETA, the other day, must have been bored because they're really concerned about anti-animal language in this day and age. So, what they tweeted out is, Words matter. As our understanding of social justice evolves, our language evolves along with us. Here's how to remove speciesism dare you to say that five times fast, from your daily conversations. So this is PETA. And we'll just go with ours right now. They say don't beat a dead horse. That might be offensive to horses. So they say... I don't think we have many horses in our listening audience. Right? Yeah. They say feed a fed horse. Which isn't the same thing. Wouldn't that still kill the horse? Eventually. I mean, they could overeat. Yeah. And I don't... Most animals have problems stopping eating when they're full. They eat when it's available. So here are some other lovely suggestions. They, uh, for kill two birds with one stone, they say feed two birds with one scone. Because I walk around with scones in yeah, my and, pocket. Yeah, and birds eat scones, right? Yeah. Won't that kill the bird too? Yeah, yeah, because there's probably sugar and everything else in it that you're not <laughs> supposed to give them. So instead of saying, be the guinea pig, be the test tube. <laughs> instead of bring home the bacon... Bring home the bagels. <laughs> and uh, take the bull by the horns. They say, take the flower by the thorns. But what if the flower has feelings, Paul? I, you know, there has been a lot of talk about that. You can talk to your plants and they're supposed to grow better. Now, my favorite reaction to all this, we cannot take credit for. One of the replies to the tweet, I think, summed up how I uh, <laughs> feel about this whole thing perfectly. Uh, somebody uh, posted, hey, PETA, don't you have bigger fish to fry? <laughs> but it won't boom. All right. So now that we've talked for three minutes about PETA on a paint podcast. Why don't you... Uh... If you want to get a hold of us and tell us that you didn't like that conversation, you can reach us at technicalservice at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. Now, last week we had uh, Mr. Jim Rippey on, our executive vice president, and we shot him out of a cannon. Our aim was slightly off. We slightly. didn't hit the topic that we thought we were going to talk about. So we talked about it anyways. And the topic that he picked... We pushed off to this week. And we are lucky enough this week to be joined by a guest from one of our sister companies, uh, Miss Amy Pagalski, and she is with Euclid Chemical, and she is the manager of business development for the Central Region. And here's our talk with Amy. Now, we'd like to welcome Amy Pagalski to the show. She's with Euclid Chemical. Hey, Amy, how's it going? Hey, it's great. Jack and Paul, thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm an avid listener, and I have to say that my... uh, Coatings, linings, and corrosion chops have improved considerably listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, and I'm a little bit jealous of that snappy jingle you've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't take, well, thank, first, thank you. We yeah, can't thank take, you. 
can't take any credit for the jingle. It it predated us. Uh, that's an old marketing manager that we had here. Yeah. Uh, Steve Harrison wrote that song, and we just took the shortened it to thirty seconds for our purposes and threw it on the end of the podcast. Yep. Now, one of the things that I want to let everybody know, if you notice, Amy says that she's improved her her coding's chops by listening to the podcast. That is to let you know, Amy's not naturally a coding's person. She's somebody who sent an email into Jack and I and said, I love what you guys are doing. Can I talk about some other things? I have some questions. And we talked to her a little bit and said, let's have you on the podcast. So if you actually take the time to reach out to us and ask us questions and talk to us and bring things, you may also be on the podcast. Is that supposed to be an incentive or a uh deterrent well, well we didn't surprise amy we, we gave you plenty of warning that we were going to do this so we didn't we didn't just surprise you with it but yeah it is supposed to be an invitation to say you know if you want to participate you got to reach out to us so amy works for one of our sister companies that's euclid chemical and amy uh give us kind of a overview real quick of uh, we'll get deeper into it but what is euclid and what do they do sure euclid chemical company uh we're, we're headquartered in cleveland ohio and uh, Euclid Chemical supplies the building industry with uh, products and technical support in the uh, concrete and concrete masonry construction markets. Uh, we manufacture chemical admixtures, construction products, which includes cementitious and epoxy grounds, curing and sealing products, fiber reinforcement for concrete, decorative concrete systems, and products for uh, tunneling and mining. I can never say that correctly, mining and tunneling products. And um, we do dabble in epoxy coatings and some urethanes, but certainly not to the extent that Carboline does. Again, the products that, that are manufactured by Euclid Chemical are for the concrete construction industry. So, you know, think anything that goes in on or around concrete that's Euclid Chemical. Right. And like, like Jack said to begin with, we are sister companies. So both of us, Euclid Chemical and Carboline, are both owned by RPM, which is our parent company. And that has created a bit of a, of a synergistic effect where the, our two companies have a couple of products that, that we've used back and forth. I know currently we're using the Tams Flex, which is a joint sealant that Euclid Chemical makes that, that we distribute here at Carboline. Correct. Just wanted real quick to overemphasize that one thing that you said at the end of your statement, Amy, is that when I hear Euclid, I think concrete, 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 concrete. Thank you. If we've done that, then we've succeeded. <laughs> so since since you're in the business development group, you've probably got some marketing people. So now you can go back and tell them, hey, you guys won. You did it. <laughs> Two guys who don't know much about concrete just told us that that's who the, we're who they think of. Yeah, there are you know probably four big players in the in the same arena that uh, Euclid plays, and um, we've been around since the 1908, and uh, Cleveland-based family-owned originally, and then became part of the RPM. Uh, family of companies, right? I want to say 1983. I think that's a central uh, theme of all of the RPM companies. It seems that, you know, I know Carboline for sure was a family owned company and RPM itself is a family owned company. So it really uh, seems to work well with all these companies working together that for the most part started off as family owned companies. 
It seems to be a good fit. And I think, I think Carboline was bought. It was, it was right around that same time too, wasn't it, Jack, that we became part of RPM? It was in the early 80s, I think. That sounds right. But I was, once again, I was in uh, grade school. So. <laughs> Were you even? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> not, not in the early 80s. No. <laughs> so with. No with that's it that's it i was clearly easily in school i was not (laughs) it's it's not frequently that i get to be the youngest one in the group no no, i know that's why i like to point it out when we can um so continue down the the euclid line and in concrete and i think concrete when i think of euclid is that frequently for paul and i that uh when we deal with euclid it's somebody calling in and they're usually wanting to do something to change the cure speed or properties of concrete and when it anytime we have a call like that i immediately um stop and say you need to go to euclid chemical and push people towards you guys yeah thank you um for that the once the once the concrete has been placed and poured there is not a whole lot that can be done to um force it to dry out um, you know, I like to, to tell folks at my lunch and learns that we can get pretty much get concrete to do anything we need it to do when it needs to be done, but we've got to know about it ahead of time and plan for it. One of the main reasons why the business development group exists is not just to develop business, but it, it's really consultative type selling where you know, our background and our expertise is called upon to ask the right questions of owners, developers, uh, designers, and uh, actually the design community to get a good set of contract documents and put the right requirements in for perform really performance requirements for concrete. 4,000 PSI only gets you 4,000 PSI concrete. It doesn't get you 4,000 PSI concrete at three days with very low moisture. Having said all of that, uh, there is a way to develop or optimize concrete mixes for very low moisture. Um, There are also repair products that are very low moisture concretes and, and really the efficiencies for hydration of concrete comes through Uh, admixture technology. So in other words, uh, and admixture technologies, among other things, can reduce the amount of mixed water significantly, generally by virtue of very, very efficient dispersion chemistry to get all those little cement particles well distributed and, you know, separate them out so they can have maximum surface area for contact with water to hydrate. And that's the process by which cement in concrete gains strength is through hydration. We're going to take a break from this podcast to take a moment to pay the bills. We'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Carboline and the new Sanitile 755FR. Sanitile 755FR is a fiber-reinforced epoxy for the absolute protection of CMU, concrete, and drywall substrates. These properties make it ideal for hospitals and food and beverage facilities. We want to remind you that if you tune back into Episodes 2 or Episode 10, you can get more information on this product. Remember, at Carboline, we have tough solutions for even tougher environments. And now back to the podcast. One of the things that we like to talk with people about, too, is 
you know, we'll tell them, they ask, how early can I, how early can I, you know, apply coating to this concrete? And, you know, we tell them, you know, our standard coating industry standard is a 28 day cure. And we tell them that's 28 day based on standard type one Portland cement with no additives. To which they usually go, what? Right, right. They usually look at us. Now, normally we're talking to painters. So they're not concrete experts. You know, they're just, they deal with it after it's there. And we have to tell them all the time, you need to just go ask. There is somebody involved with this project that knows exactly what this product is. They know exactly when it's going to be ready to cure. They know all of those things they put in it. And it might not be to the minute, but they're going to know you're going to be ready to paint this in four, five, six days or in 30 days. In addition to that, in an absence of that information, test, test, test for uh, MVT moisture vapor transmission. Yeah, that's not always something they like to do either. (laughs) We have to push hard. You know, we we rely a lot on the the NACE 6 SP13, which is our, you know, surface prep of concrete that we do for coating systems. And a lot of the things that it talks about is, you know, the standard three tests that we do of being, you know, whether it's a calcium chloride test or the in-situ probes or the uh, plastic sheet. Yes, plastic sheet test. Those are our standard three. And we really have to push to get one of those done. Usually we're lucky if we get a plastic sheet test done. Right. And that that really is only an indicator. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is particularly on new construction, if the building envelope hasn't been uh, conditioned, the space hasn't been conditioned to final ambient, then uh, those MVT rates can change significantly. Oh, they sure do. and, and you guys know better than most that you have requirements, substrate, substrate conditioning requirements in order for coatings. And I'll say the same thing for any kind of finish, whether it's, it's paint or carpeting or VCT or whatever. Um, those manufacturers or the uh, adhesive manufacturers have substrate requirements. And that's the long way around saying, uh, if you know you're, there's going to be a final finish or a, a moisture tolerance requirement, get the business development Euclid people involved early in the pre-design and design stages so that we can walk the engineers and the architects through the series of the 500 questions we need to ask in order to get a good set of uh, contract documents. And that's really the key. Uh, you know, reaching out to the people who know their products best, whether that's, you know, you want to talk about paint and coatings and you call us, or like now that we've introduced you, we're going to be a little braggadocious. We've introduced you to the world and said, hey, here's here's another company that's in the same industry that we're in, and they're experts on their products, and they're going to know how to help you design the right system for what it is that you're building. And you know, Euclid Chemical is another one of those. And I don't know if we've, if we, I think we forgot to mention it. Euclid Chemical, they have a website just like the rest of us, euclidchemical.com. And you can reach out. They have a contact us page and there's a way to get in touch with your local people to find out, hey, what, what do I need to be doing? What, pro, what parts should I be thinking about to put this project together in the best way possible? Yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. Um, in addition to that, there's an 800 number that can be called and it'll actually a live person will answer in tech support and you can ask someone 
question or ask for contacts or or get guidance. You know, the end result of this conversation, or if and if we end up doing more than one podcast, additional podcasts, and I, I would invite the listeners actually to uh, write up some burning questions regarding concrete. You know, some uh, ask questions regarding concrete technology, concrete mixes, concrete conditioning, you know, whatever questions they have, um, they can send them to you, they can send them to me, they can call our 800 number. Um, Certainly there's a way to ask those questions through email. There's a customer service contact number. Uh, Any any of those means. Uh, I, I did say at the beginning, I think the first part of the sentence was, if you remember nothing else, comma, Remember that we're a resource. Euclid Chemical is a resource for all things concrete, whether it's testing, engineering, uh, formulating, etc. So the R&D people, the marketing people, and also the salespeople are very involved in industry consensus organizations like ASTM, ACI, uh, National Council of Structural Engineers, International Concrete Repair Institute, Society of Concrete Contractors, just a whole slew of organizations. And, and through one or many of us, we're, we're really involved at a leadership level. So, And I think that's a good point, too, because the same could be said about Carboline. And, and you deal with these companies that only deal in industry, in, in industrial situations. You, you deal with the experts. I mean, yeah, you know, we... We have guys that sit on ASTM councils, on SSPC, on NACE. So it's obviously something that is important to the RPM companies between Euclid, Carbline. And I'm sure, you know, I I really feel this is probably going to lead to more episodes with other RPM affiliated companies. And I have a feeling it's going to be a running theme. We, We each try to be the leaders in our groups, in our industries, and try to be a resource. Try to make sure we know where the industry's heading. Look at what the mistakes that were made in the past. Try to fix them for the future. Try to watch out for those pitfalls that are going to be on, on different projects and help our customers have the best product when they're finished as possible. And just the other thought that, that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago or last week was, you know, if, you, if Euclid doesn't have the answer, it certainly has the ability to find the answer fairly quickly through that industry organization involvement. And, you know, that, that is one thing that I really appreciate of Euclid Chemical and of RPM, as you said, their, their support for our involvement in these consensus, in their consensus technical organizations, because that puts us in touch with the, if you will, the inventors and the, and the giants in the industry. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Amy, thank you very much for coming on the show. I do believe that we are going to have to have you on again because we barely got through who you are and what you do. <laughs> so we're going to have to have you on to talk about some uh, science probably. Yeah. 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 And if not me, I got a guy. So there we go. <laughs> All right. There we go. That's what we say too. You're our guy. So if you're our guy, then we get, you got a guy. And then, so, you know, well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we appreciate that you like the show and that you listen to the show. Yeah. Oh, I love it, you know, in our own geeky, nerdy way. Um, it's, I, I embrace my nerdiness. So. <laughs> well, yeah, so do we. You. So do we. <laughs> we obviously do, too. So, well, thanks again. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening in this week. And uh, 
Hopefully that was informative for you. We think we're going to have Amy on again. Thanks again. And we'll see you next Monday. Who put the line in Carbaline? Who put the line in Carbaline? No matter where I go, they don't know what I mean. I say Carbaline.